You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Welcome, family, friends, fans, and foes. It's time once again for Never Sleeps Network's Talking Wrestling. And I am your host, Casey Corbin, and thank you for joining me on the podcast today. Today's episode is going to be a fun one, but before we get to the fun, you know, we got to mention to follow us on all the social medias uh, out there. Uh, at the Twitter, we are at TNWPod. On the Instagram, we are Talking Wrestling Podcast. On the Instagram, on the Facebook, we are at Talking Wrestling on Facebook. If you want to drop us a Gmail, Talking Wrestling at Gmail. If you're listening to us on iTunes, why not go a little farther? Give us the old rate, review, subscribe. Uh, if you give us a five star uh, rating and a favorable review, we will send you a postcard of a wrestler from the 80s. So. The postcard is also from the 80s, and it will time travel in the mail to your house. That's right. If you were like, my life will never be complete until I get me a postcard of Jimmy Jam Garvin and Precious. Well, this is the wrestling podcast that can make that happen. So make your dreams come true. Five-star rating. Uh, a decent review you know what why not give a five star rating and a horrible review just say you wanted a postcard that would be good at all that would be good as well uh everything helps the show grow and uh, you guys are out there the people that are going to make it happen like jesse ventura would say i'm not running uh, that's the worst jesse ventura ever he he used to be like you know He's not, they say, are you going to run for president, Jesse? And he's like, if there's a grassroots movement, if there's a grassroots movement, he used to always say that. There's got to be a grassroots movement, McMahon, you know. Um, Okay, maybe it's getting better as I go, McMahon, grassroots movement. Okay, that's the worst Jesse Ventura ever. Regardless, folks, uh, uh, how's your week been wrestling-wise? My week's been, uh, it's been a sad week, uh, I'll tell you that. I stumbled across the WWE video collection on my roommate's network, and a couple weeks ago, uh, Matt McCarthy from We Watch Wrestling Podcast, he put up his uh, his wrestling collection uh, on his shelving units, or his uh, library, as we'll call it, and he had an original WWF Coliseum video bubble wrap case, not bubble wrap, but a bubble casing of a Hulkamania, the official first Hulk Hogan uh, video put out by Coliseum Video. I found it on the network. I was very excited, very excited. And I put it on and first the disappointment came. Well, there was no disappointment at first because... It was one of the first Coliseum videos, so it didn't have the original Coliseum video starting, you know, where it would have this big Star Wars-esque, um, you know, in ancient Rome. The Greeks used to do it, and the Egyptians did it, and everybody did it, and it was called wrestling, and it was in 6000 BC, you know, and it gives the sort of like the history of wrestling, but it has this great music with it and a montage. 
on the other Coliseum videos on the network I've watched, it's the wrong music. So I can't, I, it really frustrates me because it's not the right music. It really bothers me. Uh, it's like watching Saturday Night's main event on the network and they use the wrong music. I really hate that. That's like the one thing about the network that bothers me is that they don't get the rights to use the actual proper music and it fucking drives me insane. Regardless, I start watching the Hulkamania and it's fantastic. It's every match I want and loved. And then I can't wait because I'm waiting for them to get to the middle of the tape because there's a great match with, I believe, Dr. D. David Schultz, which is the first match that you see Hogan bleed in or that I saw Hogan ever bleed in. And so it's a very memorable match for me. And, uh, you know, Dr. D just kicks the fucking shit out of the Hulkster. And, ah, oh, I'm waiting. I can't, I'm watching through the first stuff, the first thing, the Andre the Giants match. I'm like, here it comes. They jump right to the fucking magnificent Morocco match, cage match. I'm looking, it's only 45 minutes. And I was like, well, where's the next, the other, the other 15 minutes? I realized they cut the Dr. D. David Schultz match. Well, why did they do that? I don't understand why. If anyone out there knows why the Dr. D. David Schultz match is not in the Hulkamania videos on the network, please let me know. Tell us, tweet us, tout us, shout at us, do whatever it takes. I need to know why. Because um, it's frustrating because I really want to see this match. But luckily, in November, I will be going down, and I'll be seeing Matt McCarthy, and who knows, maybe we can have a uh, VCR screening of that match uh, somewhere. I will be excited for it. Now, with that said, last night, Roman Reigns retired, and uh, oh, my roommate just came in. Hey, Jeff, come on. Come on. Come here for a second. Come here a second. Sit down. Sit down. Here, hop on. Uh, hop, grab one of those studio to grab those big expensive earphones that I bought uh, for the studio and uh, pull that pull that fancy microphone in towards you and uh, hold on there. We're just going to get you teed up here, teed up to the Jeff McHenry level where we want you. And uh, there you go. Pull, Grab that nice business office chair that I just bought yesterday, the $300 one. Yeah. And uh, pull that right up to the... Um, that round thing in front of the microphone that goes right up to your face. There, how you doing? I'm I'm good. You you paint a wonderful uh, picture there, Casey. That's uh, well, amazing. The high tech studios we've got here with your office chairs and your luxury headphones and well, you know, that's where we just try to paint the picture on uh, what we can do and and where we are. And we are at uh, Studio C uh, here <laughs> at the uh, at the at the Corbin McHenry. Um, castle homa i call it because there's a, a castle up the street and it's called castle loma and uh, this is our home uh and so i call this casa homa that's 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 the first time you've ever called it that and well that's because i don't know if i would have moved in with you had that been a provision well like you constantly calling our apartment castle homa well mind you we didn't have a studio in the house either when you moved in <laughs> that's true we didn't no 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 that's not at true all. i love this uh, new studio it's well, amazing it almost looks like a living room well since i put the egg cartons on the roof to uh keep the sound in uh you know it could look like a living room but that's a monitor in case we want to look at videos of the wrestling <laughs> while we're watching and uh and so forth um last night on raw jeff uh roman reigns 
came out as his new character, Joe. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and Joe, um, he well, he's semi-retired. He's got leukemia. He's had it for 11 years, and now he's leaving the WWE, and he's um, he's going off to fight leukemia rather than going to fight Braun in Saudi Arabia. That's right. That's so. right. Can I just mention the fact that you said it's a sad week in wrestling, and you didn't... <laughs> You didn't lead with Roman Reigns having leukemia. You led with a Dr. D. David Schultz match being edited off a compilation tape from 30 years ago. Well, that's, that's what upset me first. <laughs> that's what upset me first. That's before, what upset you most. Before, I know I know before, you. Before Roman Reigns finishes cancer, uh-huh. I would like to see Dr. D. David back on the network. <laughs> And I don't think that's a, you know, um, no, it's, uh, I did say that he, I was interested. He said he's had leukemia for 11 years because mm-hmm. in the CFL, he was in the CFL 10 years ago. Yeah. So he played in the CFL with leukemia. That's, that's pretty crazy to me. Mm-hmm. He played, you know, he's been dealing with this a long time. Mm-hmm. There was two years in between his football career and where his wrestling career started, mm-hmm. and maybe he had a bigger battle then. I don't know the history of this. That's how good you have to be to play in the CFL. You can have a chronic illness and still yeah. play in the well, CFL. There was a guy that played for uh, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and he had AIDS. Oh, really? Yeah, he played. He played. Uh, yeah, his, I think his last name was uh, Smith. Uh, Travis Smith, I think his name was. Oh, I remember that guy. Yeah, in the lawsuit because he, yeah, because he, he impregnated, like, or no, he had sex with several women in town without using uh, protection. Mm-hmm. And not only that, when you have AIDS, you have to tell them, "I have AIDS." Also, yeah, you know, and they're and in Regina, they're probably like, "Well, you're still a rough rider, right?" That's <laughs> now people. <laughs> I, a lot of you are thinking a rough rider and Regina and AIDS and it all AIDS infested Reginas and you know like I'm just saying a rough rider is the name of the football team it's not the guy that has AIDS that's going around using condoms not having proper sex rough riding the girls giving them AIDS it was good that was so we've we've made fun of people with AIDS and leukemia four minutes into the show no you know what screw this guy (laughs) because he deserves to be made fun of because he's the criminal and going around having sex with women while he knows he has AIDS Mm -hmm. the fact that he's playing in football is also amazing because how Saskatchewan didn't win the Grey Cup that year is beyond my knowledge because if you have a uh you know, if you have if you have a a guy on your team with AIDS, well, you don't let him play defense. You let him run the football because you know who's going to want to catch the AIDS guy? You? No, <laughs> nobody's going to want to touch him. So just let him run the football, and uh, you know that's crazy. But the CFL, yeah, they will let anybody into their. I don't know how many five star reviews we're going to get after this one. Well. <laughs> I don't think we're going to get a good one from Travis Smith. I'll tell you that right now. Um, some of this is jokes that I've done in previous CDs of mine. Um, <laughs> is that true? Oh, yeah. This is all from my CFL bit. It's on Vampires Are Popular, which is available on iTunes and Spotify, uh, if you're listening, <laughs> to plug uh, my my albums. Um, we were going to talk this week about... Uh, the PWI 500 um, 
I've always been a fan of the PWI 500. I actually went through my uh, archives, which are dwindled over the years, but I found um, I found PWIs from uh, 96, 97, and 98, and uh, they're pretty legendary PWIs because, you know, Jeff, sometimes the PWIs don't get the number one right. No. Like, like here we are. This is the PWI from, let's see, 1996, okay? Uh, 1996, let's see here. Just wait, give me one second. We're, oh, yeah, so we're going to go to number one in 96. Who do you think it was? Uh, number one. Okay, so we should explain, even though everybody listening to this will know, PWI, the wrestling magazine, the 500. Yeah, they, they, the, they under, these are wrestling fans listening to the show. They know what PWI is. <laughs> They don't need an explanation for Pro Wrestling Illustrated. So it's the top 500 wrestlers in the world. Yes. Ranked from number one to 500. And uh, so number one in 1996, I can see it right now. So it kind of ruined the surprise. It's yeah. Shawn Michaels. It, well, it shouldn't be a surprise. It was uh, it was 96. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we all know <laughs> Shawn Michaels uh, had a great year that year. The Giant was number two. That was his uh, rookie year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Sting being number three, who was the best guy in the uh, WCW. And then they got Kobayashi. Uh, who I thought was the championship hot dog eater, but <laughs> this is Kenta Kobayashi. But I think uh, Kobayashi, the hot dog eater, might have destroyed more hot dogs and opponents than uh, Kenta. But that is a oh oh in number five, uh, Ahmed Johnson. Ahmed Johnson stopped the presses right there. Did not stand the test of time. Well, then not nor that. Uh, he was not a good wrestler. No. Oh, do you remember the story about Ahmed Johnson with the PWI 500? No. So apparently he went into the office after, and I'm going to say it's this one. Uh, one of the PWIs came out. It has to be this one because that's got to be the highest he was ever ranked. And he went in and he was telling like Vince and the higher ups that he should have a bigger push because of his ranking in the PWI, the PWI 500. Yeah. So he thought that this. Yeah. So because of this. Yeah. This this worked magazine. Yeah. This this, fictional (laughs) magazine. Yeah. He thought because of this. He's like, he's like, look at. I'm better than Rey Mysterio, Kevin Nash, and Hulk Hogan, <laughs> who are all surrounding me while I'm number five. There's six, seven, eight. And then what happened? I'll tell you. The next year, we'll check out where Ahmed was. But oh, that's a good you, idea, yeah. He, he pearl-livered plunged. Ah, uh, I will say that right now. Very nice. But, um, but that's neither here nor there. The next year was uh, 97. That's uh, 20 years ago today and uh um, 21 years ago is it 21 years ago today uh, well we, either I, don't, I don't know if it was today or not either depending on when you're <laughs> listening to the podcast <laughs> it could have been 20 years 21 years could be 23 years could be 25 years these podcasts are gonna be around for a long time that's um, right but in the 1997 year uh 97 was my favorite year of bret hart mm-hmm. uh unbelievable work all through the year his WrestleMania match was Stone Cold, made Stone Cold, Stone Cold, unbelievable year. Shawn Michaels, DX, unbelievable years. Uh, WCW, mm-hmm. Diamond Dallas Page, unbelievable year. Uh, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall. Macho uh, Man. Macho Man, Sting, well, Sting didn't feud. really wrestle, yeah. but uh, 
DDP, so yeah. so many great wrestlers to come out of 97 and uh you know who they had for number one prince iakea <laughs> no they had the uh the mountain of a thousand holds dean malenko Dean Malenko is is ranked ahead of Stone Cold in, <laughs> in, 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 in 1997. In 97, he's ahead of of Dallas Page, Bret Hart. He's ahead of Dallas Page, who's been on the show, by the way. Um, he's ahead of uh, the Undertaker, Lex Luger. You know, it's crazy. Back then, you used to have all the Japanese guys in here, and it would be cool. But I didn't know who the Japanese guys were. No. That's the difference between now and then. Now, Jeff, uh, when we go to this year's PWI, the guys that are working Japan are almost as household names as as the guys that uh, that aren't. You know, as a matter of fact, when you look at the top three, uh, as we begin to look at the top ten of the PWI pro, I'm sorry, of the pro <laughs> wrestling. In case you don't know, folks. It's Pro Wrestling Illustrated, and it's one to five hundred. Uh-huh. Uh, we might jump all over tonight, but they do one to five hundred. I said that I earlier, know you did. and I then know. and then you got mad at me. Hey, clearly, everybody knows what it is. Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure. And then you said we're going to look at the top three as we look at the top ten. That's what you said. Well, we'll roll back the tape and we'll fix that, so it'll make like Jeff's an idiot. We'll just edit that out. Um, uh, that's the power of post. That's right. Post production. Uh, that's the great thing about having a podcast is you don't have to go to broadcasting school for it. You can no. literally have two people in their apartment. Studio one, C. <laughs> Studio C. One, one tired and in the middle of doing laundry, getting <laughs> roped into doing this. All right. Now, uh, speaking of ropes, um, there are uh, many ropes in a wrestling ring. And uh, number one, Kenny Omega. Yes. Number two, AJ Styles. Yes. Number three. Uh, By the way, I heard Alex, our producer, likes our back and forth. So that's why I'm trying to box box with you here. Well, that's Uh, fine. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, Kashiga uh, Okada, we just say Okada, and uh, number four, Brock Lesnar. How do you like those uh, in that order, Jeff? Do you think that's a fair uh, assessment of uh, the top uh, four wrestlers of this year? I would say Omega, yes. AJ Styles, yes. Okada, I might put Okada ahead of uh, of AJ. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I am so impressed that you just said that. I know, I know you're 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 brainwashing of me to get into Japanese wrestling. Where you're watching wrestling. <laughs> yes. And not sports entertainment. That's right. It has worked. Yeah, it's hard not to like someone like Okada, uh, who delivers the greatest short arm clothesline since Jake the Snake. The Brock Lesnar being number four, I agree. You know, I think Okada and uh, AJ are interchangeable. Mm-hmm. Um, either way, I would be happy. I think Kenny Omega is number one because finally beating Okada. Okada was number one last year, I believe. So him beating Okada this year was a major deal. AJ Styles, number two. I love that. Uh, you know, and then Brock Lesnar at number four. That makes sense because, you know, these are the top four guys in the top 
top brand you got the you got the wwe champ and then you got the universal champ so you know i agree with the top four now we run into the next four we got seth rollins braun Strowman, roman reigns and uh cody prince iakea no Just- would you drop the prince iakea <laughs> Prince Tony, I- he's made, making a comeback. Yeah, as Velveteen Dream. <laughs> That's true. They do have the same gimmick. Yeah, except Velveteen Dream pulls it way off, way better, I think. Con- controversy here. Dream match. Prince Ikea, Velveteen Talking Dream. Talking wrestling. Who wins that match? Prince Ikea who? Versus Velveteen Dream. <laughs> Velveteen Dream. I was trying to make a joke, but then I couldn't even make a joke. Prince IK was a forgettable wrestler. Was a forgettable wrestler. <laughs> yeah, in the heart of yeah the yeah he was really lucky. Just imagine those guys that were just around at the right time. You know what I mean? They're almost like '80s comics, where like some people have yeah they made like half a million dollars in like '86 when you know 60 people were doing stand-up comedy yeah yeah so just to be at the right place at the right time they're like come and be a wrestler okay who are you gonna be uh prince ikea (laughs) ikea prince ikea yeah just yeah during the monday night war when wrestling was the hottest thing around when and they're just trying to create characters left right and center yeah when when people would know you know mike enos who (laughs) <laughs> well, would have been a <laughs> let's not get carried away now before household name see ah, well he's not a household name but he is a household name in this house well it is because we're wrestling nerds yeah so. because because <laughs> i will tell you one of the greatest awa tag team champions of all time were, were uh, mike enos and wayne the train bloom uh, they would later become the beverly the beverly brothers but uh, they were much better when they were uh, destruction company or destruction crew whatever they're called in the awa uh seth rollins braun Strowman, five and six and then we go into uh, uh seven and eight or with cody rhodes and roman reigns which you always said what are you looking at that you agree with that uh i think i i i would disagree with you on brock i think just well, because i don't agree with that that's not me i disagree with brock being at number six too uh number four he's at number four what are you oh, talking Braun. about? Oh, Braun. Braun, you're saying... I'm saying Brock. Yo, you disagree with Brock being a Yeah, boy? yeah. Just because of the limited amount of dates. Yeah. But he's qualified for the amount of... Da- this. That's uh, He's qualified to be in this by filling the amount of dates needed. <laughs> well, you're laughing. It's it's in the start. It says what the, what the basis is. You know this isn't real. You know that, Casey, right? It's real to me, damn it. <laughs> It's real to me. <laughs> You've suddenly turned into Ahmed Johnson. Well, no. You're taking well, this as a legitimate publication. Well, we are. Are we not? <laughs> this is the whole point of doing this episode. Sheepers. <laughs> now, obviously, they do take it into consideration. Okay. You know, that you have to wrestle a certain amount of dates. Otherwise, Chris Jericho would be in the fucking top 10 when he isn't because <laughs> he's only had seven matches this year. <laughs> this. So uh, this has a looser set of guidelines than the Canadian Comedy Awards. They, they people don't even know the Canadian Comedy <laughs> Awards that exist, <laughs> which I've been twice nominated for. <laughs> 
Brock Lesnar, so you don't think you don't Brock Lesnar who wrestles a full Brock schedule uh, has not and <laughs> does not have enough to be number four. That's understandable. So who do you think goes into number four? I'd put oh god, the wrestling nerds would hate me, but I'd put Roman Reigns number four. Well, nobody's gonna knock Roman Reigns now. No, that's true. That's so true. they're gonna be like this very generous of you. Thank you. Please. <laughs> god bless Roman. You'll be back. Brock Lesnar, number four. Mm-hmm. So you think Roman should be number four? I would say so. Yeah, the you guy think- carrying the load of the company. I definitely uh, would have Roman ahead of Seth. Yeah. And I definitely would have Roman ahead of Braun. Um, he has I, good matches too, man. Well, like, yeah, I think so too. Uh, I would also have, you know, I would be happy with switching Roman and Cody with Seth and Braun. Like I would put Roman even up there at five. I agree with you. And I would, I, Cody Rhodes, I just think... You look at Braun has been doing pretty much the same thing um, for the last two years, it seems. Yeah, he's at six. But the fact is, is Cody Rhodes, I just think, has had a better year. Yeah, uh, Braun has not been able to capture a title. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cody has been able to capture several titles, the Ring of Honor title, as well as uh, the um, the Japan U.S. title, the as NWA well as the title. NWA title. Yeah. So I think with respect to winning all those titles, yeah. I think Cody deserves to be bumped up to maybe number five, definitely number six. I would have Cody higher. I agree with that. Um, if you have, if you are going along with us in the magazine right now, um, look at the Roman Wayne's picture, and you see him. He's doing the classic Undertaker fly over the top ropes, but it looks like Finn Balor is trying to too sweet him, but just isn't tall enough. <laughs> I. Uh, <laughs> I That's think, true. It does look like that. I know. I know. He looks like he wants to too sweet him, but he's like, oh, he's way too high. <laughs> um, I also love. Um, the referee from Ring of Honor, who I've always called Sigmund, the friendly sea monster, it looks like he's having a stroke or a seizure rather than counting the one, two, three. Oh, yeah, you're right. He does. He's got his, <laughs> he's got his tongue out and everything. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like he's got a short arm. <laughs> Not that if you have a short arm, I apologize. Um, nothing wrong with having short arms. <laughs> We we made fun of leukemia and AIDS, but goddamn, we don't want to piss off the short armed people. No, but. no, no, not definitely not. So they can't do it. Actually, maybe they can do a short arm clothesline. <laughs> maybe better uh, than Okada. Uh, number nine. Uh, type us some hate mail. It'll just take forever. No, number nine. Oh Jesus Christ! Because <laughs> he's typing shorthand and he's shorthand <laughs> and, and short arm takes him a while. Yeah. Tasud, I can never say Nato's Nido's last name, but Nido is number nine. Uh, Nido, probably one of the most popular Japanese wrestlers right now. Uh, Jericho attacked him this year. Jericho, time and time again, says he's got the toughest big head in wrestling. Uh, he says that's a wig he wears, which I find funny. Um, Nido, number nine. The Miz, number 10. What do you think of those two guys in the last two spots? Uh, I'm okay with it. Yeah. The Miz definitely deserves to be in top 10. I thought he carried SmackDown for most of the year. I agree. And uh, Nido is uh, uh, a fantastic champion, and his matches with Jericho uh, were great. And, uh, yeah, so that's uh, that goes. That's pretty much the top 10, and it's very interesting. And then once we get into the 11 to 20, uh, it's all over the place, you know, and I'm all over the place. Like, I don't understand – 
if people think Shinsuke Nakamura is constantly being wasted in the WWE, how does he rank as high as 11? Jeff? I don't I don't know, Casey. I don't know. Yes. I I believe he's yeah, no, he's whether it's been booking or if it's something with him, he's under he's underperformed since he's got to the main roster. Like Kevin Owens at 17, Kevin Owens has probably had literally like I've said in the past, he's had he hasn't had the best year booking wise. WWE, I did not like the Braun Strowman feud that he was in earlier this year and to be at 17 when you have someone like uh let's just say Samoa Joe coming off an injury having a great year or uh even as far as um you know Austin Aries the belt collector who has collected at up to eight titles at this time yet he's ranked 25 mm-hmm. yeah I, yeah it's very strange uh, the way they rank these things I'll tell you one thing also I like about this is um this is the first year where I can say five of our guests on our show are all ranked in the in the top 500, Jeff. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Now, uh, well, first of all, we have uh, probably the highest ranked guy coming in uh, at, at, I believe it's 224, maybe somewhere around there. 200 and uh, I was going to say the highest ranking Canadian is obviously probably... Um, Owens. what's that no kenny omega's number one. Oh jesus christ i totally <laughs> forgot kenny omega's canadian <laughs> that's right the hot oh well can, i wonder who the last number one canadian to be number one it'd be was, brad mm-hmm. was brad ever number one i believe so yeah if brad was number one and you know tell us what year let us know um we are not on the internet right now so we simply cannot look it up i'm gonna say 94 this is when he was number 94 yeah Um, i guess oh we watched uh nwa seventh anniversary 7th 70th anniversary (laughs) that's right and uh number 203 tim storm uh jeff has never seen him before former nwa champion wrestling his match and jeff said this guy looks like a gym teacher <laughs> yeah, I said he looked like a high school football coach, and then we found out he's a high school teacher. Yeah, he um, totally is a high school teacher. Can I do my quick impression right now? Okay, so this is my impression of the NWA 70th anniversary pay per view. Yeah. It's like going through a jack in the box drive through. <laughs> There were audio difficulties throughout the show. Oh, they're like, let's go to the ringside. And then they just there's just a still shot of the stage. Mm-hmm. Not even the ringside. And yeah, you made me laugh very hard because after the show, I ordered the uh, that wonderful pay-per-view, which Cody and Nick Aldis was a great match. Yes. Uh, but I ordered the pay-per-view and I go, I say to Casey, um, I go, uh, yeah, you don't have to chip in money for that. And you go, well, I wasn't going to pay you for watching that. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no. I wasn't even planning on streaming it. <laughs> but since you bought it, I was, you know, because Jeff will buy anything the Cornette says to buy. Uh, that's right. Because yeah. Jeff is a corny fan. I'm a Jim Cornette, Mark. You're, uh, you're a cornbread man. <laughs> Corn fed. Uh, new 236 Tyson Dukes 
Tyson Dukes, uh, 5'10", 193, 21, 181. He's been uh, on the show? He's been on the show. Yeah, he was very nice coming on the show. Uh, Canadian wrestler defended Smash Wrestling title against uh, the likes of Jake Christ, who is uh, uh, or, or Christ. Sorry, not Christ. He's not a Christ. He's a Christ. Uh, but he's still the brother of Jesus Christ, not Jesus Christ. No, I don't know if that's true. Uh, Peter Williams, Colt Cabana. I'm going to um, go with it not being true. Okay. His, I'm going to uh, go with him not being a brother of Jesus Christ. I'm going to go out right. on a limb. Yes. <laughs> he's uh, uh, ended, ended, uh, ended with a loss to Frankie the Mobster in January. Competed in the WWE UK title tourney, uh, losing to uh, Burke. Marcus Burke, and uh, he won the Barry Wrestling Heavyweight uh, title in November 2017, defeating uh, Marcus House. And if there's one title in wrestling you want to win, it's the Barry Heavyweight title. <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing. Mm-hmm. Now, in, in Ontario, in Toronto, <laughs> Barry is a punchline to a, oh, I'm lucky to be here because last night I was in insert town mary yeah. ontario barry's always the town you insert yeah yeah so we're not making fun of any of the wrestlers in barry uh although you're probably mostly from toronto uh we're just saying that uh you know the barry and heavyweight title i've seen some of the people up there and uh that belt probably wouldn't fit around their heavyweight titles <laughs> so uh anyway 236 tyson dukes uh very proud to have him on the show and excited to see him do so well uh the next guest that we have and i gotta tell you so many wrestlers jeff i've seen wrestle this year live uh here like i'm looking through and i see davy boy smith jr is at 253 uh fantastic and matt cross is saw him wrestle walter earlier this year and he's at 250 uh 252 ethan page i've saw him wrestle this year he's a 260 you know uh so many names uh, that i know and i don't know if that's because wrestling's become more prominent 263 mike bailey uh or if it's because i'm just more into wrestling because of podcast. <laughs> you're doing well uh, uh in comedy and now you have more of a disposable income is that why so I, yeah i think so you can go to more wrestling shows i can go to more wrestling shows and uh, put time into this 265 rj city rj city came on our podcast and uh now we're not going to take credit for rj city's recent boost in popularity but we'll just say before rj city there was no david arquette and it seems a week after he did our show he gets in a twitter feud with david arquette and now him and david arquette former wcw WCW champion champion, are now known as arquette city and they are taking bookings everywhere jeff isn't that insane they could be the Barry Tag Team Champions. They could very well be. They could very well be the Barry Tag Team <laughs> Champions. Uh, RJ City, for those of you who don't know, the man claims uh, to put the entertainment back into sports entertainment. Many have lured former WC, but may, he may have lured uh, former WCW David Arquette back into the ring as their Twitter beef uh, intensified. Held the Empire State Wrestling New York title uh, seven months in 2017. Appears on CBC, uh, the cynical crafter comedy shorts that he's made popular on YouTube. Plus, RJ makes coffee in his underwear is also very popular uh rolling right through to 266 mike rollins 
Psycho Mike, who is one of my favorite wrestlers here in Toronto. If you haven't seen Psycho Mike, <laughs> he loves to oil up before matches. That's uh, right. You were telling me how much of a fun interview he was because he was saying things like, you know, this is, this is good for me to get this stuff out. Yeah, it's good that I'm talking about this stuff. He was really happy being on the show. Mm-hmm. And he was so great on the show. And he's like, this guy is an intimidating guy. And he's a big, muscular guy. And uh, he wasn't very psycho at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was very nice on the show. And it was great having conversation with him uh he's an eccentric competitor known as psycho mike is one half of the well-oiled machines with partner pepper parks in smash wrestling ontario won the smash wrestling tag table with parks parentally underrated competitor has held the crossbody pro wrestling uh title uh for more than a year so he is uh, it kind of came in at 266 and then we jumped to 267 some guy I never heard of, Jack Stain. Jacks, congratulations. <laughs> but we get to 268, Stone Rockwell, also on this show. Stone Rockwell, for those of you who don't know. Oh, the gimmick guy with the... Uh, <laughs> yeah, the... The gimmick guy. Well, he's, he's a gimmick. He's Indiana Jones. He's the he's a, he's a man of adventure. Yeah. Uh, Stone, Stone Rockwell, a uh, competitor who, uh, formerly known as Asylum, has changed his identity... And in an insanable quest for new adventures, the adventurer uh, made several forays into Impact Wrestling this year and uh, is looking to make a uh, mark. He defeated RJ City in a Loser Leaves Town match and uh, refereed by Scott Demore in Destiny Wrestling uh, here in Toronto. I will also say I'm very happy that PWI is paying attention to wrestling in Canada, basically, and more importantly, the Toronto scene. It seems they have their finger on the pulse of who the better guys in Smash are and Destiny and such. Um, so those are right there. That's one, two, three, four guys. Uh, and you're like, who is the fifth? And where is the fifth? Well, the fifth guy, uh, let me tell you, Brent Banks is 286. I love Brent Banks. He's going over to England to wrestle these days. Um, he is a fantastic wrestler who I've asked to be on the podcast. Uh, I don't know if he's interested in coming on, but he's never said anything. Uh, I've given him my card. Hopefully someday he'll be on. Yeah, other great guys from Smash are also listed at 293. Uh, Sebastian Suave uh, or Tarek, uh, the current Smash champion, is at 296. I imagine his career will only carry him upwards and onwards towards uh, the uh, upper 200s, hopefully, by next year. And as I look through, I'm trying to find the last guy. But before we get to that, did you know at 305 we got La Park, L.A. Park? L.A. Park. Do you know who that is? Yes, it's That's La Parka. Parka. Yeah. And do you know that his son also wrestles? I didn't know that. He's also, uh, he's something else, La Parka and La Park. And um, yeah, he's still playing his guitar chair. Um, where are we going? Where are we trying to find? I'm trying to find the fifth guy. And maybe I should have just went to the names. <laughs> it might have been a lot easier than having to flip through, you know, Cody Diener. Hey, here's Teddy Hart at 347, folks. Uh, I just watched Teddy Hart on Major League Wrestling with Rich Swan tonight. And uh, for those of you who don't sell, you got to see Teddy Hart wrestle a match while chewing gum the entire time. <laughs> it is uh, something amazing that he uh, is able to breathe so heavily while chewing gum the whole time even perfect would spit out the gum before the match yes he would but teddy is teddy Hart, and he will chew gum through any match 
Um, Beer City Bruiser, three, uh, 364. That's impressive. He's, uh, he's a bowling ball of a man uh, with great cardio. I'm almost there. Where He must be getting close. There we are. 382, the fifth member of the the PWI 505, or he's the talking wrestling, the fifth member of our show, uh, of alumni, 382, coming in right behind 381, Josh Alexander, who we'd love to have on the show, by the way, a great wrestler that's Canadian. Uh, 382, any guess who it would be? Uh, uh, Jeff McHenry. Did I make it in there? You did not make the list. I had a match in Barry. You had, the, no, you had a bad show in Barry. Had <laughs> <laughs> to bounce threw you out, even though you were the headliner. Uh, I've had several of those. Tommy Dreamer. Oh, in Tommy Dreamer at yes. three eighty two. Uh, Tommy Dreamer, grateful enough to grace us on our show as we were a uh, a, a sponsor for House of Hardcore, and uh, Tommy Dreamer being on the show coming in. Tommy Dreamer now. Uh, some of you think three eighty two is a bit of a joke. But we'll tell you, Tommy Dreamer, 20 years ago, was 44 uh, in the 1998 PWI 500. So to Tommy Dreamer, your longevity is impressive and amazing. And uh, it's just cool. You're still making the list. Most of these guys I've seen wrestle this year, especially in the late uh, 300 still. like I'm looking at guys like Frankie the Mobster. I'm looking at guys like Grotto. Uh, I'm looking at guys like Scotty O'Shea. Um, those are all guys I've seen with Smash. Joe Hendry, I've seen with Smash and uh, and Impact this year. And, of course, uh, pierre Carl Oulat. Do we even call him that anymore? He's PCO. And I would think that 397 is a little low for PCO. I think you got to bump him up after the year he's had. Jeff, if there are anybody that you saw in the uh, top 10 that you truly think should be lesser than what they are? Like, do you think Cheeseburger should be 421? No. I think she, when I think of Cheeseburgers, I think of 420. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say 17. He's had a hell of a year. Cheeseburger. <laughs> uh, no, that's ha- is that a hamburger? The guy that says hamburger? yeah, yeah, hamburger. Yeah, there's a comedian called Hamburger. That's probably why cheeseburger could be hamburger. And uh, here's a question for you: If they were to do a like a PWI for comics, where would you rank? Oh, I would think I would be somewhere in the 400s. <laughs> Honestly, in yeah. the top 500 comedians of Canada. Are we just doing males? Uh, no, uh, men and women. Because this is the... I don't know if I got the Saudi Arabia version of the PWI 500, <laughs> but there <laughs> there are no women in this PWI 500. Uh, that's a good joke. Well, well done. It, I would like to see a PWI uh, ladies list. I don't know if there are 500 ladies out there, but you know, like to make the wrestling, there are thousands and thousands of wrestlers around the world. To make the PWI, like you're laughing at the guy that comes in and at, at who's number 500. Number 500 is, as I flip towards it, Puff. Oh, fuck. Puff from Smash. Puff. Huh. Uh, Puff is uh, uh, this huge, huge guy. He also had a win over RJ City and Barry. What is going on up in Barry? So many cards. Uh, Puff, the... 
if Puff is uh, he's a guy that's built like a marshmallow and looks like a lumberjack. And um, that's the best way I could describe him. And he can do uh, top rope moves. Although when he's standing on the top rope, it looks like he's standing on the bottom rope. Um, but he is uh, quite the wrestler. And to come in at 500, I think is something. Uh, there's another Zeus in wrestling now. So when you see Zeus at 147, just realize it's not Tiny Lester Jr. Okay, Casey, I got something for you. Uh, yeah. So so where's your, your comedy rank? You say you're in the 400s? Well, of I don't Canadian know. Canadian comics? Well, I don't want to. I, I don't know. Like, it, to be honestly, mm-hmm. I think I'm in the top 100. Yeah. But I don't know. Um, you know, I don't know who's in charge of making this list. Like, you know, the 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 people in Canada that that's that uh book the festivals and stuff. <laughs> I was gonna say, don't burn any bridges now, don't you? <laughs> no, but if the people Obviously here, not the Halifax people. <laughs> I love the Halifax people. Had me at seven hundred and eighty five. Look at, uh, look at they, they, I just think that like look at I have not been to uh, a festival in a while. And uh, I have not uh, won a comedy award in a while. <laughs> Mind you, I've done all this stuff in the past. But, you know, like, um, I don't know. I'm still out there playing clubs, having great shows. I'm still releasing new material, uh, different jokes available on iTunes uh, right now, uh, Amazon and uh, Apple Play, Apple Music. Um but I don't know where I would be right now. I think you're top hundred. You're a great comic. I think yeah, I, you're I think, way more, you're way higher than top hundred. Well, I I would say I'm behind you. Um, I would say that. For those of you who don't know, Jeff McHenry currently has a video on uh, on you on YouTube, and uh, also we haven't even checked the YouTube ones, but on the Facebook. Uh, CBC Comedy shared a video of Jeff McHenry at the Winnipeg Comedy Festival, and right now it is up over a hundred and ten thousand hits, views on it. And, That's right. Uh, I'm coming for you, Baroness von Sketch. <laughs> Where do you think you are in the top five hundred, Jeff? Or should we just say top hundred? Uh, okay. I'll say both. Both you and I are top. 30 I'd say in Canadian comics well yeah. I think that's very generous yeah so I appreciate that I don't know if I'm top 30 um, but it would be interesting to even come up with a top 100 of Canadian comics because there's only 300 in Canada so it'd be hard to get a 500 you know but like um, what have we got? Uh, so how about uh, so we mentioned Ahmed was number five yes in 1996 and then he had a bit of a fall from grace okay so where do you think he was 1997 and then we'll do 1998 97 from five to 63 ooh very close 53 oh okay Fuck, close, yeah. Bit of a drop for Ahmed. And a bit then, of a drop. And then in 1998, where was he? 223. Oh, he giving him too much credit. 255. 255. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So he dropped for, in two years, he dropped from five to 255. <laughs> like, You're right, that you, was a Pearl River plunge. Yeah, yeah, do you think that was a mistake? Yes, I do. Fucking Ahmed Johnson. I'll tell you, I met that guy. 
His back was the largest back I've ever seen in my life. You met Ahmed Johnson? Yeah. I'm yeah. just learning this now? Well, yeah. It was all part of the night that I when I met The Undertaker. So you don't hear of all the other people I met because The Undertaker's story is so great. Mm-hmm. But um, Ron Simmons and Ahmed Johnson came out together. And Ahmed Johnson's back made Ron Simmons look thin. Wow. That's how big it was. Folks, thank you for joining us on the PWI 500 edition. Obviously, we did not make it through all the 500, but um, but where do you think who deserves to be better? It's episode you, one of seven yeah, on the this, PWI yeah, 500. Yeah. The next we're seven, be- the next seven issues. You're laughing, but we're taping them now. Um, <laughs> Jeff is going to sit here and do another four episodes as we're going to cover these, and, uh, and that would actually 386. be 386. I mean, like, like there's times that this. Are there are people as you're listening back to this podcast. There are times where you think Jeff is sleeping as I'm talking because you can hear him breathing into the mic. <laughs> but I assure you, he's been awake the whole time, uh, <laughs> folks. Um, hey. Before we leave you, um, thanks for letting us put a headlock on your ears. Uh, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. Leave us that review. Get a postcard. Um, Twitter, Instagrams, uh, Facebook. You know where to find us. Talking Wrestling. Talking Wrestling Podcast. TNW Pod. We're out there if you care. And we love you. Thanks for joining us. Uh, take care comb your hair please don't stare um that's all i got (laughs) folks uh thanks again have a great day and we'll see you next time uh here on talking wrestling bye now never sleeps network This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com.